The following podcast contains language that some may find offensive, concepts that some may find unsettling, and advice that some may find uncomfortable. It regularly contains ideas that have been described as questionable, outrageous, even immoral. Children should be shielded from its influence, and adults should proceed with caution. If you are still inclined to listen, be advised that nobody's nose makes no claim that you will emerge unaffected. You have been warned. I am actually going to bring this one in because it's a movie special. So I'm going to just announce the way we started right off the top. That's cool because I'm really high. Might take a moment or two for me to clear it a little. Is it the lemon, the lemon yellow haze again? Uh, yep, I believe so. Is that what it's called? Lemon, super lemon something. Super lemon haze. It's got a lemon in there somewhere. You picked up more at Grass and Glass. Yep, formerly just known as Grass, and I'll always know it as Grass because that's what the science. They're not paying us to talk about them on the podcast. We just go there because that's your spot uh, when you have to get some little thing. Yeah, and we might need to talk to them about that. Corporate <laughs> what I, sponsorship. What I, mean, what I mean some little thing is you don't want to offend your, your regular guy. No, because, you know, I, I still get my large amounts from him. Legally. Legally. Above the books or whatever. Above the books? Above, I don't know what the On the level? Means. On the level. Yep, everything's on the level. Not on the down low. Not on the down low, on the level. As we talked about last episode, on the down low means something else completely. Yeah, it, wait, what? On the down low means secret gay sex. Oh, wow. I don't remember that. I know, but it was just the episode I just put up a couple days ago. We talked about it at the end. Oh, well, I have to believe you because I haven't listened to that one. So today's episode is a special episode. Sometimes Matt and I go see movies and then we come back and we do a special episode about it. And yesterday... Matt and I went and saw Hardcore Henry. Yeah, but right before that, we saw like an hour of fucking commercials. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, that's a great place to start. I had a number of things that I noticed about you in the theater this time, where I think the last movie we went and saw, the last two movies we went and saw, I wasn't really aware of you in the theater while we were watching. But this time, you you bled over into my experience. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. I ate some new candy, which is like twice as strong. And when you say candy, you don't mean like what I mean when I say candy. Because I'm a candy connoisseur. No, I don't mean prostitutes. I mean actual candy that goes in the mouth. Well, that wasn't really a good example. Uh, Candy made out of sugar, not candy like vagina attached to a body attached to a bill. Attached to a bill? Yeah, because, you know, you have to pay for prostitutes. <laughs> you mean like a dollar bill? Dave's just like, well, you might have to. <laughs> well, when you're a motherfucking pimp like my ass. Oh, boy. There will be no moving of money, just moving up hips. Oh, yeah. High it's all, five. It's all Hard le- to the hoop. It's all electronic now, man. Okay. Yeah. Slide your card, sir. Um. Oh, you thought I meant what's pussy. that type of currency that everyone's using now? The fake stuff. Titcoin. Bitcoin. Oh, bit- yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah. No, it's. I don't think it's called Titcoin. Eh, whatever. Titcoin goes all the way back. That's been around for a long time. Coin of the realm. I think it was called once. Wow. Pussy change. No. Okay. So the candy you're talking about 
is candy that you create with the, your own special ingredient, marijuana. Yes. Okay. With, with vitamin THC. And when last we left you in this world, you were making pot and candy, we had decided to call it. The last episode is actually called Pot and Candy. Yeah, well, I, I need to perfect the method just because the uh, the extra ingredient kind of makes it a little too difficult to work with. I, I might need to mess around with temperatures and that kind of thing. Well, see, and that's not what you're supposed to have to do with cotton candy. Well. You've got to perfect the ratio. Hey, whatever. It just takes too fucking long to make, all right? That's all I know. You can make your other more standard candy variations more easily. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, I'm working on pixie sticks now. That's that's frightening. So essentially, you're going to take the stuff that you were going to put into the cotton candy maker, and you're just putting it in straws? Yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting out the middleman, Dave. Wait, if you do that, you might save us from an alien invasion. Wait, Does it, anyone know what I'm talking about? No. When when did fucking the, people eat pixie sticks? The Faculty. The movie The Faculty by Robert Rodriguez. That wasn't pixie sticks, was it? No. Pens. Remember, he was making the powdered drugs and he was putting them into pens and oh, then he was yeah. selling them that way? Amphetamine salts. Yeah. That movie, high school kids on drugs save the earth from an alien invasion. Oh. It's very bold. Now, do you think that movie was responsible for the, the rise in... In meth abuse in, in the schools? I don't think so. I certainly hope not. No, I think it'd be pretty funny if it was. They did. There was a little bullshit thing in the movie where someone actually finds his secret ingredients and he turns out he's just putting like laxatives and all kinds of shit in there. It's not real drugs. Like it's not, you know, he's the kids are kind of getting more of a placebo effect off it. He's still selling it as if it's a drug. Then he's a did, drug dealer. Then how are they aliens? Where did that come from? Because the some of the stuff in the powder will like really dry stuff out and the aliens are like really water-based like there's the trick was is that it they somehow discovered that the aliens reacted very very poorly to being dried out and this powder substance that they would snort would dry out the nasal cavities and and an alien oh, like would have alien it. nation is that an alien nation well that that was salt they weren't supposed to get salt on them okay yeah it's something like that. I don't know how they, I can't remember exactly how they figured it out. It's a good movie. The Faculty, it's actually a good movie. Has some flaws in it, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But that's not the movie we went and saw. It's definitely a high point in Jon Stewart's acting career. He, um. Got stabbed in the eye. <laughs> that's all I remember. He cuts his fingers cut off with a, uh, the kid pulls one of those old school paper cutters apart and oh, okay. swings it like a sword and cuts his fingers that, off and right. tentacles come out. It was pretty good. John Stewart is not terrible in that. He's not great in it. No, he's good. He's John Stewart, so I'm going to give him some credit. Well, he played. He played getting his hand cut up well. So I did not believe that he got his fingers cut off. So we're going to talk about Hardcore Henry, a movie that started this weekend. There's a lot of stuff to talk about it, but actually, we had a number of things kind of leading up. So we'll get into Hardcore Henry, and we'll get into our experience in the theater as we go. But the first thing you wanted to touch on was the number of ads that we had to sit through mm -hmm. before even the opening credits. Oh, yeah. Or before the, not the opening credits, before the previews, which are ads. Well, and what's stupid about it is that ads aren't geared toward anything. They're not geared toward the movie that's playing. It's They're very random. So, you know, we're going to go see Hardcore Henry. The least you could do is like... Have it be ads for bullets or something. So basically what, what you were experiencing is people have to be entertained at all times. There has to be something of a distraction for people at all times. So very rarely will you ever go into a movie theater, especially one of those big chain theaters like we went to, and sit down in an empty auditorium with nothing on the screen. They fill all that time. 
Yeah, well, I mean, at, at least pick your battles. I, don't try to sell me fucking insurance during an action movie, of mm. all things. Right, but that stuff isn't targeted to the movie. It's kind of like a channel that's pl- that can play in all the, the auditoriums. Well, I, all I know is it's fucking annoying. So it was first and, AMC's first look or whatever, or Regal Theater's first look. I don't even remember what theater we were in. Yeah, it, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to I wanna see something through the eyes of somebody through the eyes of somebody again. But you did find out through watching that that there's an Andrew Dice Clay show on Showtime. And even though I looked at it, at the end of the day, I still was like, who gives a shit? You could have found out about it another way. Yeah, but I, I still wouldn't care about it. You wouldn't watch it? Mm, uh, I mean, I'd rather just remember him as being funny because I know if I... Because he was funny when I saw him, I guess, in middle school or whatever the fuck. But I know if I watched him now, he would just piss me off and I'd want to fucking kill him. Right. It's not... I don't know that what he did back then was really all that funny. <laughs> well, I mean, but we thought I, it was I, when we were young. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I know better than to try to revisit my youth, especially when where humor is concerned, because it's just like, I'd probably go, God, I, I really want to kill this person. So, so yes, there were ads, the first look ads that were telling us about different TV shows that were happening. And then there were ads for like opera in the theater. They do those weird nights where people can come see opera and different musicals and stuff. Oh, in the is that theater. what it was? There was that too. I don't remember what that thing's called. And then right about the time you were ready for the movie to start, they actually showed the trailers for upcoming movies. Now, for me, seeing the trailers before the movie is part of the movie going experience. I, re- oh, by that I, time, I do enjoy that. By that time, I was so pissed off. But you were actually, you were just like, what? You kind of were like, what the fuck? As soon as the trailer started, goes, what have we just been watching? And I was like, no, no, these are the actual trailers. Well, I mean, and you were just like they were, they kept so show- exasperated when I said well, that. Well, because they kept showing that fucking Avengers thing. I thought that was a trailer. Isn't that a fucking official trailer? No, I guess that's a 30-second no, it's a fucking goddamn trailer in my book. Right. That was more just like information. Oh, no, that's out. a teaser. Well, it, it's not a teaser after they play it. It's five or six or seven fucking times. That's beyond a tease. That's a tit in the mouth. They, I mean, come on. They showed a Coke commercial with the Hulk and Ant-Man. Same fucking That thing. wasn't a trailer. That was just a commercial. Who gives a fuck? I still got to look at some goofy, doughy looking fake Hulk guy. And it's like, really, is the Hulk and... The Ant-Man gonna make this big of a deal over fucking goddamn Coke? You know, it's like, what, they don't have a 7-Eleven near where you live? I mean, fucking A. <laughs> yeah, so the movie started. No, it didn't. There's another fucking half hour of shit. That's true. And and so we had got into the beginning of the movie. But once we get into the beginning of the movie, your mood changed very quickly. And we'll get to that. But before we get to that, we should talk about some of the stuff we looked at and talked about and dealt with today before we actually got here. Wow, that was a time changer. Like we went back in time. We're going we're going we're going to switch it around a little bit. You brought the Star Wars The Force Awakens Blu-ray over. Yeah, which, uh, you know, here at spoiler alert. There ain't a lot of shit on the extras. <laughs> so I was kind of excited. You don't have a Blu-ray player. I have a Blu-ray player. I didn't have the disc. You had the disc. It was perfect. I thought, hey, we can watch these deleted scenes. It was a peanut butter, chocolate, penis, anus kind of thing. Hmm. No, I don't. I don't think that's what those commercials are about. Well, you got your peanut butter in my chocolate. What do you think that means? You assume that means anal sex. What else would it be? Huh. Okay, if anyone wants to write in and explain to Matt what that <laughs> commercial is actually saying, 
or if you agree with Matt, um, definitely okay. do. All right, well, well write no. in and let us it's, know. It's a fucking chocolate bar going into a jar of peanut butter. Gee, what could that be? I, I last time I looked, the inside of a vagina did not look like a fucking German chocolate cake, even when they're German. Right. Okay. How do we even get to that? I don't know. <laughs> I told you, Dave, I pull from the ether. I don't know where this shit comes from. <laughs> you brought the disc over. We watched the disc. And we both have watched the trailer for the, the new upcoming Star Wars film, Rogue One, which that trailer just came out. That's coming out around Christmas time this year. So we had a lot of Star Wars on our minds. And we did a Star Wars Force Awakens special on this show. So it made sense to discuss it a little bit. Rogue One, a.k.a. Longing Hottie Gazes. They were, <laughs> there's this hot girl in there It's like... A lot of long gazes. Longing hottie gazes. gazes. Yeah, it's just like, she's just, you know, every other shot is her like looking at something with like lights coming out of her eyes. It's true. And once again, people are pissed off. Like trolls on the internet are pissed off that their Star Wars has to have a woman in it. Fuck that, man. I'd rather look at that shit than, uh, you know, some toady gun gun, whatever the fuck those are. Gungans? I think those are going to not be in our Star Wars universe anymore. Unless there's a big fucking slaughter or something. Like, like the Wookiees slaughter them. <laughs> maybe, maybe extinct because the Wookiees just killed them all. Maybe one of the planets that got destroyed in Force Awakens was uh Oh yeah. Was Naboo. Well yeah. Because well, I don't know. I mean, are gun guns only on Naboo? Yeah. Because they look like, you know, they're kind of amphibianish and you know, frogs, they reproduce like crazy. Well, Okay, so they haven't really addressed any of that stuff in these movies, like where different races actually come from, like what planets are. They always talk systems in Star Wars rather than saying specific planets. And a lot of things we think happen on different planets in Star Wars actually happened on moons of those planets. Because oh, no one wants to think of like a gun gun fucking a Ewok or something. A gun walk. A gun in coming up with a gun walk. It'd be a platypus is the result. That's where platypuses come from? What? Well, the Earth hasn't... So this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. No, we can't really dude. figure out platypuses. You say that's a Gungan and an Ewok? I mean, look at it. I mean, it's it's it, a, a platypus, if you look at it, it's an exact 50-50 ratio of those two species in my book. This is... You may be solving an evolutionary puzzle. Yeah, human race, you're welcome. But where'd we come from? Dude, haven't you seen Prometheus? Don't you don't you want me to make that southern like tea party smart guy argument? If we evolved from monkeys, how come there's still monkeys? Cause we still fuck monkeys. <laughs> that's it. That's I don't haven't really heard that argument too much. Oh, it's obvious, man. The human race they f they'll fuck anything. The further west you go, just the bigger the species get. Hence <laughs> the person dying from the horse. Oh wait, the Issaquah horse fucking issue. Oh, I, I thought it was a whole, like, group. Like, they were, like, the, um... Yeah, what do they call those people? It was a group, yes. But it was a guy who died. Right. Because, wait, cause the, was it because he got fucked by the horse? There and was a... I've never seen the video because I, I don't actually watch those things when I find out about them. There was someone who was supposed to hold... He just put up his hands in the finger quotes. <laughs> there was a person who was supposed to hold the horse's penis at a certain length... So that it couldn't insert far enough. At a to... certain length. Yeah. From what I understand, they, they keep, if I'm right, and I'm not sure, I've heard it described to me, they call themselves Mr. Hand and they hold. Now that's the... different than a fluffer. Yes. They hold the horse cock 
so that it can only go in so far. And I think the horse bucked or did something and knocked the hand away and was able to get a full insertion. And it went, the horse penis is far, far too long. So it tore up into the person and killed them. Um, That's the horse sex death in Issaquah. A bloody shitter splitter. It's real though. It really happened. There's video people can go see. I'm not linking it on the page. Forget it. I haven't seen it. It's been described to me. That's bad enough. Don't look for it, but it's out there. In color? I don't know. I watched <laughs> it. Okay. Because um, it'd be probably a lot grosser in color. I could probably handle it in black. I'm guessing white. your roommate can show it to you. Wow. Yeah, he does come up with some pretty weird shit. Okay, so today we went on our Target run that we do sometimes. We had to get some stuff. And we were looking at the Star Wars toys, as we often do. And you brought up, every time we go, I make the comment about the lack of Ray action figures, and you get annoyed by it. Yeah, because we, we all know that it's just because you, you like to disrobe and get in bed with the Ray figure. <laughs> that's, no, that's not it at all. Oh, but the point is, is there's been an argument about toys that they don't make enough for the girl action figures. And I don't know that the argument makes a ton of sense, because it may well be that those figures don't sell because boys don't want to buy girl toy action figures. No, it's artificial inflation. They just short pack the shit out of them. So, you know, there's one per crate. And then, you know, there's such a shortage of them that the price goes up. And okay, and that could very well be. But so recently I pointed out that there is a Ray costume that you can buy. You get her little eyepiece and you get a little sash that you put on and it looks like Ray's outfit in the movie. And there are no costumes for, or there were no costumes for any of the other figures, only the girl. Yeah, but it's a full on pervert costume because there, if you notice, there wasn't any bra or underwear in that thing. Well, it's for little kids. What? And little kids aren't going to wear underwear? You don't, you don't get bra and underwear at the costume store with the costumes you buy. Well, what the fuck is on under them? You can bring that from home. Well, then that's not a full costume. That's kind of a ripoff. In my you think that when, you, so when a kid buys one of those shitty Halloween costumes with the plastic mask with the rubber band yeah. and like the bib that goes down with like Spider-Man on it, you think that should come with a bra and underwear too? Yeah. If, if one doesn't come with it, you don't wear it. And that's kind of weird. Interesting. That is very interesting. I didn't know. Did you think those little packs of actually had that stuff? Like little kid underoos that went with the costumes? I don't know. I always used to make my own costumes. And you would make your own bra and underwear too? No, I would always just kind of incorporate that into the piece. Like a okay. like a bathing suit. <laughs> we should get to the thing. <laughs> okay, like a bathing suit. Yeah, you know how they incorporate the underwear into the suit? So then the other day, you said, Aha, Dave. Aha. There's another costume here. Gotcha. <laughs> but it was Captain Phasma, which I very quickly pointed out. Is no, another was... female character. No, it wasn't. It was it was that black dude. Not black guy, but God, what's his name? Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren, yeah. No, Kylo Ren. So the Kylo Ren costume was not a costume. It was simply a helmet. That's a costume. See, that's the thing, is that the Ray costume <sighs> and the Phasma costume came with clothing to be put on like an outfit, yeah. whereas the, the Kylo Ren didn't come with a cape or anything. Oh, wow. That's so hard to make a cape. The point I'm making is they are targeting these different toys, these different types of things from the Star Wars movie at boys and girls based on girls want to play dress up, boys want to play with the action figures. That's what they're doing. And people are having various kinds of issues about this. Well, no one says that the girls can't buy action figures. 
You're just assuming that the girls are only going to want to play with the girls. I mean, what? <laughs> right, but it's kind of like demanding there are as many Ken dolls as Barbie dolls. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Well, I mean, Cochrane Ken, maybe, but... <laughs> Cochrane Ken. Yeah, you, yeah, I remember. Yeah, don't, oh, I, remember. I was going to say, don't act like you don't know what I mean. <laughs> there was a Ken doll that had been... Um, Whoever had we'll done link, the marketing had had. We'll either, link it to the five hundred or thousand dollar bid on eBay for. If it. I can find it, yeah, it had a. It actually was like a. It was supposed to be like a dance party Ken or something like that, or a disco. raver is like a raver. Ken. Right, and they studied pictures or something of what yeah. people that did this thing looked like, and they put a big ring on a chain around his neck on the toy. But what that is in real life are gay dudes that would wear cock rings, rings around their necks. Yeah, to signify that. And they put that in the toy. And then when people made a big deal about it, they quickly discontinued the toy. <laughs> and now it's really expensive because, uh, you know, I think those cock rings might have functioned. Well, they're very, they're very small. No, they were tiny. They were <laughs> kind size. Come on. So it'd be a lot cooler if they did. So you said something today after after you and I going almost every weekend to Target and having some form of this conversation, seeing new toys and have it always. I always think it bolsters my argument. Yeah. You always say no and you come up with an excuse. Well, no, because it's getting it, it got old like after the first time. Sure. So today. I, yeah, I, I know. We, we all know the action figure community is very sexist. We all know that. But does that keep us from buying the shit? No. So today I was talking about the, because we saw the trailer for the new Star Wars movie that's coming out this winter. Longing Hottie Gazes. Long, you're calling it Longing Hottie Gazes. I'm calling it Rogue One, which you is see, the name. See, my, my name already had pushed the old name out. Now. My name's better. I said that, you know, there's been a lot of people, there's been a lot of YouTube comments about people saying like, why does it have to be another woman? Why can't it be a man? And people actually get their panties bunched up in this. And you said something that was awesome. You said, I like these women. I think you were talking about Ray better than that pussy Luke Skywalker in the first movie. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not like the most feminine character out there is Luke Skywalker. And then I said, and they have manlier hair. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> to Luke's to Luke's feathered long haired do in the first one? Well, yeah. He did have a quite a fair faucet going. Yeah. No, I mean like I mean what what do you want? You might want to question your own I don't know. God. I'd much rather look at Ray's ass than look at Luke's ass for the duration of the movie. Because yeah, a lot of shots are over the shoulder. For people it just people are threatened. People are threatened when the main guy isn't a white male. Like it just, it gets under people's skin. And honestly, like God, why they own most everything. That, well, that's exactly, maybe they're worried that they won't. I don't know. I look, I like a good movie. I don't give a shit. People got upset about that Mad Max movie because, uh, because Max wasn't as much the main character as Furiosa. And that movie was the, one of the best movies I've seen in years. I haven't seen that. Movie. It's fucking fantastic. And she's great in it. And they were like, Oh, people were saying like, they got this feminist bullshit foisted on them. And it's, no, I, I do not agree. They're wrong. Well, I mean, like, people are pretty fucking stupid, and the ones that are the dumbest are the ones that post shit. I mean, stay That's off true. the computer. <laughs> That's true. A lot of these people, that they, they do, they, they can't control themselves. They have to post this bullshit. Well, I mean, they're not going to go outside and express that shit, or the cops will take them somewhere. That's how you get crazy people just ranting in the street. Yeah. The cops don't take them anywhere. They don't have time. They don't have the resources to deal with it. 
That's what they want you to think, Dave. Someone's got to go to those FEMA camps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so so anyway, we had some fun. We watched the deleted... Please cut that out, Dave. You mean stop doing it or take it out of the podcast? Take that, take that FEMA thing out of the podcast. No, They'll come and get us. It's dang it. They're not coming to get us. So we watched the bonus features. Didn't you ever see the X-Files movies? They're coming to get us, Dave. We're coming to take me away. haha. Yeah, whatever. The, the only thing we watched in the bonus features on your Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, Blu-ray is we watched the deleted scenes. We got, I think you, since you spent the money, got a little ripped off. Dude, I got a lot ripped off. There was almost nothing there. There wasn't much there at all. I think the bonus stuff is probably, they're talking about the documentaries. So. And I like documentaries, so I don't really give a shit. Okay, so there's a save the cat moment with Finn, the stormtrooper, in the beginning of the film that was cut out. And that one was clearly unnecessary. I think they didn't know if people would understand that we were supposed to feel for this stormtrooper. And in this, in the beginning of the movie, Finn the stormtrooper, he's got the bloody red handprint on his stormtrooper helmet so we can identify him from the other ones. And he doesn't shoot the villagers. That's in the movie. In the deleted scene, he comes face to face with a villager with a baby behind like a fountain. And he doesn't shoot her and he lets her run away. So that was cut out. Apparently, they didn't think we needed that much clubbed over the head that he was actually a good guy. I still think they should have put the idea I had, like, in Yoda in a jetpack saving the day. I know. I know. At some point, you need Yoda with a jetpack. Although, I think the closest you're going to get is Yoda taking off in that tiny rocket in uh, the last movie. Mm. In the last uh, in the last of the prequels. But they should bring, bring him back as a ghost with a jetpack. But I guess if he was a ghost, he would just fly. Force ghost jetpack. Or Force Ghost Jetpack. Well, the thing about cool. the best part about this idea is they love to have to make really asinine action figures that would have things that don't exist in the movies. So Force Ghost Yoda with Jetpack. If I saw that in a blister at the store, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and it comes with those old school little rocket engines, so you can actually, you know, set them off with a battery. All right, that would be awesome. Now we haven't said this yet. Toys that explode are great. Toys, toys that explode are great. I agree with that. That's that's it. All the toy companies out there wondering what the fuck you're going to do, like your sales are down a little bit. Just take my word for it. Toys that explode are great. There's nothing, there's no such thing as bad publicity. When I was a kid, I wanted toys that had swords. Like if you had action figures that had swords, I wanted them to come with, I wanted figures to come with little slits in them so you could make it look like characters got stabbed there's some kind of freudian thing going on here but i'm not sure what, yeah but it's because, because i, I thought Freud. all they have to do is just make these a little better and we can do more realistic death scenes and i'm not sure if they were actually thinking kids were playing with their toys that way i just think you like pushing sticks into slits different i okay no let's just move on <laughs> <laughs> oh the, the the little grenade hit a little close to home there the exploded <laughs> just a little close to the house um, sticks and slits just sounds really weird. Sticks and slits. Oh, I thought we'd get through a whole episode without you singing. Sticks and slits. Just <laughs> like tits. So what I want to say and what I need to say, and I'm sorry if we've already spoiled something for someone who's listened, but you should know this about our movie specials is that we spoil the shit we talk about. We talk about all the stuff. We're going to talk about Hardcore Henry since this whole episode is about Hardcore Henry and we're going to give it all away. We're going to tell you everything you need to know about the movie. So if you don't want to know, stop listening now or go back before the stuff we talked about, you know, with Star Wars and stop listening before that. Or... Go out into the world and get some fresh air. 
don't sit on the computer for so fucking long. Are you trying to encourage people away from using the content you're creating? No, I just think people should get a variety of stimuli. Hey, if they're going to go out somewhere, how do you recommend that they actually get around? Like, what if they don't have a car? Is there any way for them to get around in the city? For example, let's say you're in Seattle and you need to get a ride somewhere because you don't want to be inside of the computer anymore because the weather's getting better. Dude, as Ted Bundy always used to say, hitchhiking's the way, baby. Really? You wouldn't use some kind of a car service? You'd take Ted Bundy's advice? Well, when I'm not taking Ted Bundy's advice, I like to jump into a crown car. I'd like to think that if Ted Bundy were alive today, he'd use crown, crown car. www.blackcrowncar.com Crown car. Ted Bundy did not approve this message. Because he's dead. <laughs> the estate of Ted Bundy did not approve this message. Because there's no such thing. Okay. So, yeah, no, that's a real thing we were talking about, though. Black Crown Car. We love them. Use them. Just ignore the Bundy stuff we were talking about. <laughs> and use them, like, as a service, not use them, like, you know, sexually. Well, maybe. I don't know. Depends on who's driving. Yep. Crown Car. <laughs> hey, there's one more thing on this list we got to talk about before we really get into Hardcore Henry. Oh, my God. Fuzzy Pumper Barbershop. <laughs> oh, right, right. Why did that come up today? Why did you bring up the fuzzy... So to speak... No, you don't just, so to speak, in the <laughs> middle of one. Because well, it looks like a dick. Okay, so at some point today, you said, oh, that's like the Fuzzy Pumper Barbershop. I knew exactly what you were talking about, because I know what the yeah, Fuzzy Pumper Barbershop was. It's like a, it's a Play-Doh set. I don't even know if they make them anymore. And it basically, it's a person that looks like a dick. They don't make them anymore. Yeah. And They're from the late 70s. Oh, okay, fuck. Sorry, unlike you, I don't peruse the child section of the catalog. Um, you peruse the child section of the toy store every week. Yeah, but not because I'm a member of Namblo or a pedophile, Dave. Me either. I'm there because you're going to the toy section and I'm your ride. My ride, Dave? Okay, really? listen. <laughs> now listen, because you got excited about this and I remembered it, no, and it, I said, yeah. when I get home, I'll look up. I know the Fuzzy Pumper Barbershop ad will be on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. I did find it. We watched it again. And, and it just told her brought back all those memories of going man play-doh hairs coming out of this dick because that's that, what you thought when you were a kid well because at that time i didn't have pube hair i didn't know it didn't come out of the whole dick people you can go watch this uh ad and decide for yourself I, you'll see what matt's talking about yeah it's like at that point in time i was like oh wow i'm gonna like when they say hairy dick they really mean hairy dick <laughs> like i thought it came out of the head and the shaft and everything that must have terrified you well, yeah, because it looked like a fucking, like a, uh, what do you call those, a uh, hedgehog. And nobody wants a hedgehog dick. Hedgehog? You mean a, a porcupine? Whatever. So. Potato, but, potato. But, <laughs> I don't think those are the same thing. Potato and a potato? No, a hedgehog and a porcupine. I don't know. A, a prickly thing, I don't know. Like prickly heat. So, before, while you were outside getting ready for the did show. We, now, did we ever figure that out? If prickly heat can only affect the penis? We people know that that's not the case. Yes. So you can get prickly heat anywhere. I think that's true. Okay, I don't I... think prickly heat is a product only to warm up your dick. Well, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I thought maybe prickly heat was an affliction to just that area. Oh, no, it's a product. Like, like I'm feeling some prickly heat. Like, you know, like, a, a, you know, like a venereal disease or something. Prickly heat. No, 
No, I, so you can actually I get, get what you're saying. So you can actually no, get prickly heat in your shoulder. We understand. Oh, yeah, I suppose. So you can't, it's not just relegated to the penis. I don't know enough about it. So even a girl could get prickly heat. I think so. Okay. I think so. So while you were in the green room getting ready for the show, I was finding the oh, Fuzzy Pumper I, Barbershop ad. I get it. Green yeah. green because of weed. Yes, that's right. And also because it's the room you, it's the place you go before the show. Mm -hmm. They they call that the green room traditionally. Yep. You drew two pictures from memory, uh, your memory of the Fuzzy Pumper well, Barbershop, but you called it the Fuzzy Humper Barbershop. Yeah, but it, it's not exactly from memory. It's how I would like them to be in my world. If I was running the world and I was the, the uh, president of whatever company makes this stuff, okay, so this, this is, is what I'd make. This is the kind of thing you do i mean people won't be surprised if they're really familiar with you it's i took pictures i took pictures of the main one it's a big penis it actually does look like the fuzzy bumper barbershop yeah, except you've saying. got the the play-doh coming out at the bottom yeah so it doesn't confuse kids because uh, i was confused for at least a year it says extruded dough pubes but then you've also got dough coming out the top and you call that the jizzle pizzle yeah you know like uh pre-cum whatever it says twist for various dough extrusion diameters. You really got yeah. serious with this well, drawing. Well, so, you know, sometimes it's a blob, sometimes it's a bead. You, you've you drawn in suction cups to keep the thing to the tabletop because you were worried. They would slide. It... Look look at the grip on that handle, dude. It's got knobs on it. The no-slip grip that you've drawn, yeah. which is the thing that will extrude the Play-Doh. Yeah, it, it's got knobs on it for grip, so you need, like, a counter... You know, something to stick to the counter. And really the special thing you've added here is the little Play-Doh mold that you call the sea mold, which makes little Play-Doh semen. Yeah. Little Play-Doh sperm. Yeah. Okay. Because they always, Play-Doh stuff always comes with accessories. Now, I'd like to think that because of our conversation about the lack of girls' action figures and girls being represented in the toys... That's what caused you to draw the next page in this notebook. Well, yeah, the next page I, that I will also be putting up on the blog page. Because I'm trying to be more female friendly because, you know, I, these con these things concern Dave. You, and, and, you know. You have this labeled as the Fuzzy Humper Barbershop for her. Well, yeah. And it's a, it looks like a heart. To be honest, it looks like a heart, but I guess it's it's vaginal. Well, it's I got mean, a it's super got... dough baby molder. It actually makes a Play-Doh baby inside yeah, that'll it, come out. It's like a, you know, like a waffle maker. You know, you it's the same on both sides and you just put the dough in and squeeze it. What's going on right here? What? What's this? That's a shit and that's it's Wait. optional in case you're like part of the religious right and and you don't want an asshole in there. Because I know that you guys aren't down with the ass. Oh, oh, I, I missed where you... you uh, Explained it. You explained it. It says Choco Shoot. Yeah, it's the <laughs> and, Choco Shoot. And nicely you say Dough Flaps. That's on here. Yeah, it make, and yeah, but that in, instead of all the Play-Doh coming out as hair, it comes out as flaps too. Like This says Disco Mirrorball Clit Light. Yeah, because everything's cooler with the light, dude. So I'm going to let people... Look, the penis so has lights what on What people it. need to understand... This one, this one has a series of lights is that go up the shaft. Oh, no, no, I do see them. Those look like they could be warts and, or something. And then this one just spins and puts those little circles on the wall. Like, dang. <laughs> okay. Now, what, when, when you guys go to the page and look at this, just realize Matt just went outside to smoke a little weed before the show and came back in with these drawings done in like really just a few minutes. This is just what happens in his brain. 
when his brain like is attached to a pencil with some paper beneath it. The only part that I'm kind of weirded out about is you're weirded out about it about the grips because I was trying to make them look like the thigh master grips, but it ended up looking like just arms of a turkey. I mean, this whole thing looks like a turkey taking a shit. It's wildly disturbing. Well, it looks like a turkey taking a shit and giving birth to a doughy baby. It's upsetting, Matt. I don't know about that. Otherworldly, maybe. Well, it's not something you see every day, hopefully. Yeah, but it, it would be really easy to manufacture. You know, a couple of pieces of stamped plastic. Well, we'll... We'll get Kenner right on that. Or is it Mattel now? Who makes the stuff? Dude, do you think anyone's going to admit it? <laughs> okay. But that that would be cool. A, a plastic vagina that made Play-Doh flaps. Oh, the, fla- the flaps are Play-Doh also. Yeah, it's... it's dude, dough flaps. It's dough flaps. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought maybe the dough flaps were the flaps that allowed the dough to come through. No, Dave. The flaps are actually dough. Hence the name dough flaps. Matt? I'm so sorry. In I fact, didn't mean for to slang, get it wrong. You call it the flaps. I didn't mean to get it wrong. Okay, well, this is why projects are put on the shelf, Dave. <laughs> you gotta work <laughs> with me here. We're never gonna sell our ideas. Hardcore Henry. We saw Hardcore okay, Henry. Right, right, right. <laughs> so let's go back to the theater. Let's go back to the be- the end of the trailers. We saw trailers for upcoming movies. I don't remember any of the trailers. Whatever. And then the movie starts, and you were in a bad mood, and you were complaining. Because of all the advertising, then the movie starts, Hardcore Henry starts, and the very first thing you see after a little scene that doesn't make a whole lot of sense with some kids, it's like a, it was more like a memory that he was having. Um, it reminded me of singles for some reason. The scene with the kids? Yeah. Like the flash, the style of flashback. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so the kids are Yeah, doing... the stretch. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh. Well, when the music in the in the opening credits come in, it was very stylized, slow motion, punches and stabs and bullet hits. It was a whole bunch of different kills in graphic slow motion. And they got increasingly violent and graphic as the opening credits went on. And I heard you halfway through that opening credit scene start to giggle. Oh, I was cracking up. I mean, it was like <laughs> it was so over the top. I was just Your cr- mood just went, like, literally, it was just 180, just boom. Well, I was just wondering, part of it was, I was laughing because I was wondering if when these production companies have to put these movies in front of the MPAA, if they put, like, a a movie that has been maybe cleaned up a little bit, and then the one they show in the theater is actually not, because this thing was fucking crazy. You think, you think they just didn't show them the they, real movie? They, they showed, like, yeah, they showed them, like, the... The ten minute version or something, <laughs> like, they must because like this. Nut, it was shocking. They showed like the knife going in, and then they spun all the way around and showed it coming out, and showed the knife coming out the other side, side of the guy's neck, neck with yeah. all this blood. Just it's and they're and people. They're he's laughing on. more and more each different angle it shows. Yeah, and it it just gets worse and worse, and I'm just thinking, man, someone is just not going to be working after this comes out like someone really dropped the ball on the on so, the rating on this one so hardcore henry is essentially people are calling it a video game movie because it's essentially like a if you play first person perspective shooters like fps's uh, if you play well i mean you know he's trying to find himself on a little what looks like hud yeah no he definitely the movie is like if you're playing uh call of duty modern warfare or one of these games the difference is like, 
I don't know if it's a difference is, is that most movies that you watch have a character that you're watching do something. You are supposed to be the character in this movie. You're watching this movie as if you're experiencing it through the eyes of the person. Oh, right. And so it, it's already interesting and it, it doesn't switch back and forth. There's no switching that point of view. It's always through the eyes of the person from start to finish. Yeah. Now, this person in the very beginning of the movie, we realize has been horribly injured in some way. So he's been put back together, like essentially cybernetically. You see a fake arm being put on him. You see a fake leg being put on him while things are being explained. And it's said that he doesn't have his voice modulation done yet, so he can't speak. So all he can do is give a thumbs up or a middle finger or shake his head, yes or no. Right. And that's how the movie starts, and that's how the movie goes. That perspective for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. <laughs> and there was a lot of blood, because he ends up killing an insane amount of people. Yeah, like, that, that had to be the highest body count I've seen since, like, Hard Boiled. Yeah, like, it, it might be. It might be more than hard boiled. Like it was, it was a ridiculous amount. And like, I I don't know if this is one. I I just get this weird feeling that this is one of those movies where, if the kid's impressionable, he might want to go out and shoot stuff after he sees this movie. Like that's kind of hard boiled. Yeah, because that's kind of how I felt. Because like, <laughs> I was like, man, you know, I know, I know no, it's antisocial, like... but it would be fun to shoot. Just go and shoot a bunch of stuff. And, and that's up. <laughs> that's been the argument against these violent video games. But there's been a correlation no, I, I mean, between I violence mean this, going down in society and, and violent video games rising in I mean, popularity. Th- I mean, this this one in particular, because it immediately puts you in the first person mode, like you're the one doing the shooting. So it's like it desensitizes you like right off the bat. <laughs> and then, you know, so by the time you're out of the movie, you're just like, wow, I just want to see stuff blow up. So I'm going to say that this movie was both dumber and smarter than I expected it to be. Somehow both of those things happened. Yeah, what was really weird is right about three quarters of the way through, it just turns into a musical. Oh, and that no, no, really no, threw I me do, off. I do want to talk about that. <laughs> that totally threw me on, off. Bill and I talked about this. Bill Baker and I talked about this earlier when I was there picking you up. That that was a very bold move to do that, and it really was just that was the point in the movie where it got so surreal that I felt like, oh no, I've been taken on a ride. Like I am not in control of this situation at all. And that's what I mean by kind of smarter and dumber. Now, what was Once, making those robots? Oh, what was making them go boom? I'll explain. Well, that's, that, that's very that's, important. That's the one part that confused me because it's like they do do like they two, would they would essentially just do shut men- down. They would do like a minute of shtick and be all funny, and then just boom. and they'd shut down. So and, and then the next one would take. So over. it's not explained, but you get it from context, and we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Going into this movie, I want people to understand what they're, what's happening with this film. This film was made by some Russian filmmakers who... Uh, so you already know it's going to be crazy. Well, and it's cool. It's You bring up Hard Boiled, John Woo, Hong Kong films, that sensibility coming into our consciousness and everyone getting excited about it. Well, this is like Russian filmmakers wanting to make their mark. This is kind of like The Killer or Hard Boiled from Russia. Oh, no. I mean, this thing is... It's awesome because they used what they had to the best effect. I mean, all they had access to was GoPros. So it's like... Filmed with GoPros. This yeah. film was made... I've got the information right here in my never nicotine-stained fingers. People who listen to Rush Limbaugh will get that. Oh, God. Why do you have to reference that fat fuck? Because he, he does this That's... with papers on his radio show, and then he talks about right here in my former nicotine-stained fingers. And God, Talk about someone who needs to die. I mean, he's getting older. It's going to happen eventually. 
The film was shot almost entirely using. Sooner would be better, though. It was shot. I'm not saying I'm gonna do. I'm just saying that sooner would be better. Yeah, every day it's sooner. So you're getting your wish at each second that passes by. Oh, you're such a positive guy. <laughs> such a positive guy. The film was shot entirely using a GoPro Hero Three cameras. They had a custom camera rig that strapped the camera to the face of the cameraman. So it was literally like you were just looking out through the eyes of the person doing this. The only thing that I wish they would have had was, and this is because I'm so used to uh, Asian movies, is I wish they would have shown the outtakes. Oh, the I, I would have liked to see the outtakes on this one. Oh. There, were, there were some that were like, how did this person even live? You know, not remembering that they have other stuff now where they can take cables out. You know, they could sure. be riding a cable or and something. And it was, apparently it was 13 or 14 different camera people that mm -hmm. would, they would all get like six or seven minutes of footage a piece and they just would like butt it all together. So it wasn't one person having to do everything that happens in the movie. Oh, that's good. Cause there's this, that one part where the guy is just running up flights of stairs and then he's on a, an I-beam at one point mm -hmm. and while you know doing 90 degree and they're pretty high up it's and uh, it was it was impressive and since he's doing they these, run over the top of a bridge yeah and like since they're you know trying to figure out where where could they even hide cables in this shot without it getting in the way of him walking and uh it's like oh no he's just probably up there with the fucking gopro running around on the girders shit <laughs> <laughs> Things were filming in Moscow. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> what fucking Russian? What else are we gonna fucking do? Uh, from what I understand, the worst th there was not very many injuries in making this movie. There was like a broken arm or something. Like yeah. it was very. When you watch the movie, you think people had to have gotten hurt making this. It's not like American movies where at least you know three or four people die. <laughs> this was exciting. This was an exciting film. And I bring all this up. I talk about where it came from. So these Russian guys, they got uh, the main guy. He got famous making these music videos so there's two music videos people can look up on youtube and i'm going to link them both to the page they're both by a band called biting elbows and they they both have this exact same technique that is used for the, throughout the whole film of hardcore henry which is the first person perspective especially the second one it's called bad motherfucker uh it is essentially the same thing it's it's a he's just getting different guns and weapons and killing people in this crazy long extended like fight scene Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting to see if you wanted to jump in, if you had anything you wanted to say. Oh, no, I thought it'd be cool to, like, set up ki some kind of martial arts scene in that exact same way, but have it in a sex shop and have the guy be fighting the dude off doing, uh, like, different nunchuck styles with dildos. Oh, that's the kind of thing you would put into your version of this movie that you might make. Yeah, they're like, they would... There'd be a chase through a sex shop. No, I've... And I've, a fight with dildos. People have been talking about has this been done in movies before? And they bring up Doom in the movie Doom with the with the Rock. There's a scene that has first person for a little while. People are forgetting. I've seen no one bring it up in um, Kick-Ass. There's a scene with Hit Girl that is much better than the Doom scene where she has a pistol and a knife and it's straight up taken from from like modern warfare and she's shooting dudes. And so it's been done a little bit, but never done quite like this. And certainly not for a whole movie. Well, what about the... There's first person in the fifth element. Is there first person perspective for a little while in the fifth element? Well, when, yeah, when the girl is coming out of the, that thing, well, isn't it? Well, it's been, it's been done a little bit in movies, but no one's tried to do the whole movie. Oh. Now people, people who are wondering what this movie would be like, it is most like the movies crank and crank Two high voltage. I saw the first crank. I think you did see the first crank with Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. 
No, it was transporter. Transporter, different. Yeah. Crank and Crank Two High Voltage are way over the top crazy. It's a similar. They're they're talking about how well, this film Crank. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, it, especially in Crank Two, he has a thing keeping his heart going, right? Like a fake electronic heart, which is a feature in this film too. The guy has to get somewhere and get like a new battery battery pack heart, yeah. thing for his heart to keep himself going. So it borrows a lot. The difference being is that whereas in Crank it's constant motion and constant constant action, in this. Just instead of seeing Jason Statham, you're seeing through Jason Statham's eyes would how it would be how it would be. And just like so basically what happens is all the hand to hand stuff is just in gruesome fucking close up. It's like the <laughs> the guy breaks the guy's hand and instead of, you know, the usual snap in the wrist thing, he grabs the dude's between the guy's fingers and tears his hand in half. Tears his hand in half. So in slow like... mo. It's in sl- <laughs> it's slow. So yeah. you see all the shit strands. And... But that's actually important because that's the main bad guy who he's fighting. Yeah. And he does that because the main... Now, there's a couple things in this movie that people have to understand at the setup. In the very beginning... Where does he... So my theory was he got... The bad, main bad guy got his powers through the same thing. Okay. He just happened to you know, somehow get these powers from the super soldier guys. Right. So what we're talking about is this. The main nemesis in this film is a guy named Aiken, A-K-A-N. He has telekinetic powers. He's a weird albino. And following Hollywood's trend of having albinos and bad guy. Albino bad guys. bad guy roles. And and he can can essentially pick people up in the air or throw them around using his hands. Yeah. He's like young Magneto. And when he does it, and they they show this right in the beginning, and then they never talk about it again, but they show it through the rest of the movie. Because I do like this movie just expects you to pay attention. The first time he uses his power... (laughs) So me with ADHD just did not pick this fucking shit up. Well, here. Okay, so when he first picked up the lab technician, and he stabbed him. Yeah. And then he turned around, and his nose was bleeding, and he said, I got hurt by that a little bit, too. That was because he was his nose was bleeding from using the power. In the end battle, when he's using the power all the time, his shirt is slowly getting covered with blood in front from all the blood that's running out of his nose and mouth. So the more he uses his power, the more he bleeds out. Mm-hmm. And that's only hinted at in the beginning of the movie. But in the end of the movie, when he's fighting, he's got that big splash of blood down the front of his shirt. That's from his nose and his mouth. Oh. So... We don't ever get told how this care. Everything else in this movie takes place basically within the realm of science in the world we occupy. The only thing that maybe is impossible is this guy who has this telekinetic ability. He can throw people around and pick people up with his hands, like at a distance. You agree with that? Was there anything else that jumped out as impossible? Mm, I mean, other than the John Woo, like that. Gun did not hold that amount of Oh, no, 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 no. The action is, of course, people can't do the stuff that anyone does in this movie, but that's an action film thing. People can't do what a fucking Rambo does, you know? I mean, it's it's not real. It's like, and this has got like almost like wire work. So it's it's a little bit more. Oh, it's fucking out of control. Yeah, it's out there. But that's just the, that's just action. But see, none of that. We're not supposed to believe that any of that is because the people have mind powers. The only person that has mind powers is this Aiken, this like evil albino Albino guy. And the other character is the woman, the wife character in the very beginning. When you wake up in this movie, when Henry wakes up, there's the one this... who's playing the wife. Well, 
that's a reveal for the end of the movie. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> so there's this woman. She gives you a ring. She says she loves you. You're a man and wife. There are implanted memories of you having sex with her that other women will make will make you remember. If you're around other women, you'll remember that you had sex with this blonde woman. So you're supposed to believe that this is your wife and you were in love. And right after she puts your arms and legs on and, and gets you going, the lab you're, she's working on you in gets attacked. This albino comes in, almost kills everybody. You escape with her. And the crazy across Moscow chase happens. She gets kidnapped almost immediately. The albino guy has her. And now you are trying to figure out what comes next. That's 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 the setup, right? While trying not to get motion sickness. Well, okay, because some people might get motion sickness trying to watch this. I don't think it's as bad as Blair Witch. No, I mean, it's not as bad as that piece of shit. Because you're kind of supposed to believe you're the one moving. You're not watching footage that someone else put up there you're supposed to believe you're henry yeah and it's uh it's it's funny they're like doing way more running but there's actually probably less shaking of the frame than in blair witch yeah i think they did what they could there was a it was almost like a steady cam rig that they hooked up to the guys oh yeah i mean especially on this stuff where they're jumping from the tops of cars and shit so right after your wife gets taken her name is estelle right after estelle gets taken <clears throat> see that's where i kind of might not have that character wasn't as effective for me because i hate that name well so if anyone if, if anything tell me if, if any of this doesn't sound right to you or if you had a different assessment of what happened in the film so right after estelle disappears you fall off this freeway overpass and you're about to get killed by all these agents and then a dude comes in and saves you and kills everyone and that guy is named Jimmy, and he's played by the actor Charlotte Copley, who was in uh, he was in the Eighteen movie, and famously, like people I think got to know him in District Nine. He's a great actor, and he's fantastic in this movie. I think the biggest travesty about this movie not being taken seriously is that his performance in this film is not going to be recognized for how good it actually is. Oh, is he the one that played all the different roles? He plays all the different Jimmies. But the movie doesn't explain that there's lots of Jimmies until more than halfway through the film. So about three quarters of the way through, it got really weird. It got very weird, but I was waiting. I didn't. And then it got musical. So it was a strange (laughs) thing. Then it got musical. And the the musical number actually had it was was actually important for the story for you to understand the story. It may have gone on for just a second too long. It may have it may have gone on for a little too long, but. The performance was grand, though. He had to get the full thing in there. So this guy shows up, and he's kind of a badass. He's kind of a badass, like, military dude. And he's like, come with me. It's like, it's literally like, come with me if you want to live. So they get in the car. Deer hunter. They go. Deer hunter guy. Deer hunter guy? Okay. And he starts explaining some stuff to him. And he's got some stuff. He plugs it into Henry. And he says, okay, you're going to live about 30 minutes. Da-da-da-da-da. Some cops start chasing their car. And Jimmy gets a bullet in the head. And his brains get blown all over the window. And And... And that, like, Jimmy, that scene happened right after one of the craziest, like, out-of-your-fucking-mind coke-sniffing gun scenes I've ever seen in my life. Wait, no, no, no. The the coke-sniffing happens later in the prostitution place. Well, no. Well, when you first meet the guy, isn't it like he's freaking out and... That's that's literally, like, the fourth Jimmy. Oh, man. I, I, so I need to watch I think the trick again. is, is that people, they don't explain any of this... So people don't necessarily know what exactly is happening. Also, no Jimmy looks exactly like the other another Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, they're one's a hippie, one's a fucking. So the first guy is regular Jimmy. He gets killed. There's military Jimmy. Then yes, then he gets on a bus. And remember, he's on a bus, and a weird like wino dude gets on the bus oh, with like long hair. Wino Jimmy. That's a Jimmy also. 
And that guy sits down and basically is so gross that people go away. So Henry is just sitting there in a seat and that guy, and he leans in and says, hey, I'm here to help you. And then he, and he calls the guy with the flamethrower. Uh, so that's the gayest costume I've <laughs> so, ever seen. It gets blowtorched. Right, right. So he's giving information to Henry. He gives him a, a phone with like a locator and says, you have to go to this. It's just like a video it's game. Just like a vi- you it's have like, to go to this place. It's like Grand Theft Auto. The guy in that room has a heart pump that you need you have to take it out of his body and you have to bring it to me and i'll install it right so right after that he sees a guy outside and he says that's the gayest jacket i've ever seen he he actually starts yelling Yelling at the guy guy. out the window and the guy pulls out a flamethrower and flames the bus and the whole inside like torches up and knocks the guy out the window henry gets out henry gets out the jimmy that was in the bus burns to death now, the difference is the first Jimmy was short hair and he looked military. The second Jimmy was this weird bum. They were played by the same actor. They had the same information. Also, the guy that just told Henry what to do, that guy is now dead. How is he going to put the heart pump into Henry if he gets it? But Henry, having nothing else to do, runs. And he, the next part of the movie is him going to the location and getting the guy and killing him and taking the heart pump out of him. And all in first person and really close up gross. He doesn't kill the guy. Someone else shoots the guy and since the guy is dead, he takes the heart pump out. Oh, okay. Then it's okay. Once he has the heart pump. It's roadkill. It's roadkill heart pump. So it's all right. Yes. Once he has it, the phone rings and it says Jimmy and he answers it. And the same voice says, come to this location. I'm there. I'll put the heart pump in for you. So he goes to this brothel, all full of like hookers that all have the same blonde bob haircut. He gets in there, and now it's what you talked about. The, the crazy, guy, coked out lunatic having sex with like six prostitutes just, at the same but time. Just imagine the guy from that 70s show, Hyde, like if he was on steroids. Hyde, Hyde. If yeah. he was on steroids. And he's great. And it's it's the same actor, it's Shalto Copley. He's saying he's Jimmy, and he's saying he can put the thing in. And then suddenly. Wait, wait, did the. Did the guy with the big afro say he was Jimmy? Yeah. No, really? Him yes. too? Is, yes. That, that was a Jimmy. They are every single male character that is friendly to him is a Jimmy. Jesus Christ. I got to see this movie again. <laughs> so it's, I didn't catch any of this stuff. I was pretty high. We haven't even been explained. We haven't even understood what's going on. So that character has coke all over his face. He's just out of his mind. And then he says... I can't do this. I'm in no condition to do this. I'm sorry. And he just puts the heart pump back in Henry's hand and runs out of the room. I thought he fell on the ground. Well, you don't really see where he goes. He kind of goes over in the corner. And then right after that, right after he falls, I just out of view, another guy walks in. And this guy is like clean. He's almost wearing like a little schoolboy outfit. He's like a doc, like a, like a prim doc. He's got like a buttoned up shirt. He's like, I can do this for you. And it's it's the same actor as the guy that was just the crazy one. And so you're just like, what is going on? So it's kind of like the white nutty professor. Sure. So so right as soon as this guy's going to do the operation. Oh, wait, there was a white nutty professor. Never mind. Oh. With Jerry Lewis. Now, I can't remember at this point. I don't know if he does the operation or not. Operation? I'm oh, sorry. I, I'm staying in the, the hardcore Henry. So you're right. Jerry Lewis, nutty professor, white guy. Okay. Later nutty professor, Eddie Murphy. Right. Right. Okay. And he's black. Yeah. Yeah. But does Jerry Lewis play a bunch of different roles in the Nutty Professor, the original one? I think he Or is he just nutty? Well, I think he put some buck teeth in and played an Asian guy. Different movie. Oh. 
Maybe it's that movie. I don't know. It was in a lot of his movies. He really did not like the yellow man. Yeah, it was a different time. We might have had some problems with uh, some yellow folk in this country back then. Yeah, you guys knew we were coming. <laughs> we saw you coming. We saw us coming. You just decided not to say anything. Didn't want to get up, you said. Hard- <laughs> Hardcore Henry. Mm-hmm. So, clearly something's going wrong. All right, suddenly, alarms go off. Someone has breached the, the whorehouse. The clean-cut Jimmy, the one who's going to do the job. Jeez, that's not something you hear every day. Someone <laughs> breached the whorehouse. Anyway, go. Okay. He says, I can't be seen like this. I can't see me like this. And he runs out of the room. As soon as he runs out of the room, Coke nut job Jimmy stands back up off the floor, banging two pistols together, see, I saying, just, let's I, go. And he, he actually no puts idea. his face down on a table that's a giant mound of Coke and snorts the whole table. <laughs> like he just, he's completely nuts. And then he says, there's guns in that in that drawer and he follow oh, right, me and he right. runs out. So Henry opens up a drawer. It's full of dildos. All the prostitutes go other drawer. <laughs> Cause there was, there was great stuff in this yeah. movie. He opens the other drawer. There's some great weapons and a weird mask that he doesn't put on, which yeah, I'm, I'm sure not, is an Easter egg. I'm not sure what that. Means. He pulls these guns and he goes to war and there's all these guys. Now throughout the movie, there are all these like faceless soldiers that are the, that are like the security force of this corporation that this Aiken albino guy works for, like owns. So all these guys that come after them are their like security force. Kind of makes you wonder, like, if Russia is that way these days, you know, everything's run by private security forces. Maybe. That may be where they got the idea. There's a little bit of that kind of, the few times in the movie where it's not just full-blown action, some of those guys are acting like real pricks. Just, you just see them acting like pricks, you know? So, for no reason, and this part of the movie is not explained... Two samurai sword wielding badass girls in right, leather. That, that was kind of out of that was very Kevin Smithish out of nowhere. Maybe my favorite characters in the movie, other than some of the Jimmies in the end. Um, come running in and now there, they're like these feminist sword wielding like murder chicks who are awesome. They start killing on people. On motorcycles. On motorcycles. So there's this big battle. Lunatic Jimmy dies. And another Jimmy shows up, biker Jimmy with like long hair. Oh yeah, hippie Jimmy. Hippie biker. He smokes weed, does all this stuff. So now all of a sudden they all leave. They all escape the 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 brothel on motorcycles and they go, they're not being chased. They go attack a convoy of these trucks and they destroy all these trucks because Estelle is being held captive in one of the trucks. Oh, is that why they did that? Yeah, remember, because the last truck they were in, Estelle was in there. Uh, so anyway, all this shit happens. Henry gets all the way to Estelle, and then the weird blonde telekinetic guy comes in, beats him with a baseball bat, throws him out the truck. He goes falling down into the, into some woods. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think they were supposed to believe that the, the blonde guy thought that the baseball bat was going to like... was Well, we don't know why the blonde guy is doing everything he's doing yet. It does get revealed. It gets revealed in the end of the movie. Oh, I didn't What they were doing. That. Well, that'll be kind of fun to see, to see your reaction here when you figure out what this movie actually was all about. I just thought it was about killing people. That's what most people would think, yes. <laughs> Gee, why would they ever get that idea? Maybe because there was a lot of people killing people. Now, in the woods, they call in an airstrike on him. There's a tank that comes after him. Oh, he right. kills everyone in the tank. A helicopter with, with a, a bunch knife, of, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much with a knife and a sword. I think he kills everyone yeah. in the in oh, the yeah, tank. Oh yeah, with a sword. Yeah. 
and, and you know and you know how he ends up on the top of the tank the tank shoots at him there's an explosion you, all you see are these feet rising up further away away from the tank and the next thing you know he's on top of the tank yeah it blows the explosion oh no wait the... it blew him into a tree and I then he jumped out of a tree into onto the tank or right. something it was bad because he was able to then he was then able to sword everyone inside to death. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Um, then there's commandos coming out of a helicopter, and he kills most of those guys, except the helicopter gets away and he falls. You think he's going to fall. But, and at this point in the movie, they are misdirecting you at every stage. Yeah, you think he's going to fall into the lake, think and, he he's gonna... and, he, and he hits a barn that's just like five feet away from right. the edge of the lake. He misses the lake, and but then there's a horse. So because he hits a tree and oh, branches right. break his fall, and he's kind of cybernetic, he gets up and there's this horse and then it starts making this cowboy music and he jumps on the horse like he's going to ride away. And there's this triumphant cowboy oh, right, music right. and then the horse bucks him off and runs away and is never in the movie again. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He doesn't get anywhere or do anything. And people are audibly laughing in the, in the auditorium now while yeah. we're watching this. And then... He makes it to this like place that looks like Chernobyl. I know it's not Chernobyl, but it looks a little like Chernobyl in these first person games when they have them. It's this total like old like hotel that's just run down and dead. And there's a guy that pops up out of nowhere in a ghillie suit, like one of those sniper suits where they put all the like the like leaves and rags and shit oh, on right, so they right. can so the, the super camouflage. And it's another Jimmy. Right. And he says, I'm gonna explain everything. You've got to come to my lab. So Henry follows this guy into this like hidden laboratory in this really nice apartment in the middle of this completely destroyed, like rundown old hotel in the middle of nowhere. He gets in there and discovers this lab with a Jimmy in a lab coat. Who's just like the Jimmy guy that was just in all the, the camouflage that let him in there. And so this is where the bottom falls out of the room. But this is also where the movie is explained. See, I wasn't, I was so blown away that it became a musical. I, I just didn't pick up on what was going on. <laughs> so the the scientist Jimmy in the room says, look at the screen or whatever. And he turns on the screen and it shows a recording of Aiken, the albino, doing experiments on dead bodies. And Jimmy is a lab tech that's helping him do it. He's a scientist who's helping this guy turn these like these dead bodies into living soldiers. And they turn them on for the first time. And the lab tech is in the room with them and they don't work right. They all just started like kind of punching mm -hmm. like they weren't. Do and, and he said, there's a problem with the motivation. We've gone too far. We can't control them. Their instincts are overriding them. And so then he starts running around the room because these dead bodies kind of like zombies almost are just kind of chasing him, although they don't really know what they're doing, you know, and the albino gets angry and he says he lifts the dude up in the air. He lifts the Jimmy, the real Jimmy up in the air through the window and says something about how did you like having an intact spine or something like that? And then he lets go and the guy falls all the way to the cement floor and breaks his back. Uh -huh. At that point, this video feed goes away and the real Jimmy comes rolling out in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and he's got this headset on. And when he takes the headset off, the Jimmy that is standing there in the lab coat just shuts off and falls down. Oh, uh -huh. So he then says, what everybody asks when you've broken your back and you're paralyzed is, does your dick work? <laughs> and he's like, mine doesn't or something like that. So he then very, very quickly explains, and they don't spend any time helping you understand this, that his experimentation in reanimating bodies had cloning parts to it. So he was able to basically create avatars of himself 
and mm-hmm. he figured out a way to put his consciousness into them. So when he puts that headset on in his wheelchair, he can become any one of the clone Jimmies that he has made. So we realize at this point now we've been seeing all these Jimmies that have died were just clones of himself that he had around the city. Uh-huh. That, and that's all clear. Now, your question was, why do they keep falling down? Yeah. He can only control one at a time. Well, and also, why does it keep going? So, well, that was a, that's just an audio cue for us. I think that was just for us to understand. Yeah. So, so what he does is to show what he can do, he basically brings all these, like he, he puts the headset on and then this music comes on in the room. This is where the musical comes in. And this total show tune, like Broadway show tune starts playing. And all these different versions of Jimmy, including like one we haven't seen, which is like a World War One trench fighter guy, like come dancing into the room one at a time. And they'll sing a line from the song and then they'll just like fall down. And when they fall down, one of the other one gets up and sings the next line to the song. And Henry is just sitting there watching this craziness, but it displays Jimmy's power. It shows what Jimmy can do. And it also shows that every one of these different clones kind of has like a different personality and they're all played by the same actor. The reason why I say Charlotte Copley like deserves so much more credit is every single one of those clones was an individual. Distinct. Absolutely distinct. They were awesome and they were all played by the same guy. I wonder if he did all his own stunts. Um, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) There's. I read something today on the internet that said he thought he had killed a stuntman. He was very worried about that. Oh, jeez. Okay, so that's what you were talking about. That's what you were talking about. The whole what? Why was they? Why were they fading out? Yeah. Now this is where it gets really weird, and this is also really important. As soon as that's done, and Jimmy tells Henry, he says, "I've lived more in these in my avatars. I've lived more in these bodies than I ever did when I had my legs." Mm-hmm. Right after that. They plug Jimmy in or they plug Henry in and the technician version realizes that everything that Henry is seeing and experiencing is being transmitted back to the facility, back to Aiken. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the alarms come on and they pull the gun out and they say they're going to kill Henry. They're going to shut Henry down because, you know, they say you've been transmitting this whole time and you remember that. More or less. Yeah. It's because it's all because it, it gets really weird because immediately after that, more alarms come on because the there's like 36 soldiers coming. Mm-hmm. Henry very, very quickly gets the drop on Jimmy and could kill him and instead puts the gun down and just makes this gesture with his hand that is supposed to mean like, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy goes, you're not doing this on purpose. Okay. And he puts the headset back on and the military dude says, cheerio chap, come with me. Let's do this. You know, and instantly they're, they're friends again. And he, he goes with the military, the Jimmy that's supposed to be a world war one trench fighter guy. And they load up with a bunch of weapons and then they just have this incredible massacre scene where they destroy this entire army of, yeah, <laughs> of, of attacking guys. So we now understand, okay, we're into some technology stuff. That's crazy. That we don't actually have. All these Jimmy people were the same. It wasn't a dream. It was this person using technology to control clones. So, yes. Yeah, so Do you remember the clone <laughs> baby? There's a, there's, a, there's a second where there's a clone baby in the movie. Yeah, and I was like, man, they ripped me off. Matt, they straight up fucking stole that from you. Yep. For the cash, Matt did it first. And for cheaper, I'm sure. <laughs> their, their prop didn't look too much better than yours. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, mine had some craftsmanship. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it was like one, one of those realistic nipple, not even very realistic, but one of those ones that suck on the nipple of the bottle thing. And I just stuck it in the jar. Wait, no, I painted it and put like wax on it so it looked like skin was coming off of it. And uh, it looked pretty real. I think you threw people off, though, because you made like weird pig noises in the background when, when people saw it. I don't remember what I was thinking during most of that. I know. So it's possible that you inspired part of this film. Oh, yeah. The reasoning. Well, and the guy who gets his balls exploded. The reasoning behind a lot of what went into this movie is not far off from the reasoning behind your action film for the cash. Yeah. <laughs> you just, things just happen and you've got to go with it. Yep. If it's clones, you just say that it's clones and you move on. Yeah. Well, and they, they just did a fun thing. They just didn't tell us it was clones until almost the end of the movie. So in the end, all the Jimmys die, including the really, really good one. The trench fighter one, the world war one Jimmy is the coolest Jimmy. And the Jimmy in the wheelchair. I don't know. The punk rock Jimmy was pretty cool. The punk. There is a punk rocker Jimmy <laughs> with a sword that kills a whole bunch it's of like people. It's like Waddy from Exploited with totally. a sword. It's, and he's awesome. But he ends up exploding when the entire convoy explodes. So he gets blown up. Oh, does he? I, I didn't yeah, know. that's where he goes out of the movie. But in the end, they get to Aiken's facility. How did the hippie one die then? Oh, the hippie one died uh, in the when they started shelling the forest. Where the girls were there, where oh, there was the right. one girl left. Um, he, he, Henry, no one survives that but Henry. I don't think, unless we're supposed to be, see, there's a possibility that they left one that maybe isn't dead so that they can do a sequel. Oh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> That'd be funny if that, they called it that. <laughs> so they get to the, they get to the facility. It turns out that Jimmy in the wheelchair, the original Jimmy has a piece of shrapnel in his neck and he's starting to bleed out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that happened in all this action scene. So he didn't make it unscathed. Now he basically says, they say, you've got to kill Aiken. You've got to rip. Like the one guy, the one avatar, the last Jimmy avatar says, don't let go until you see the light go out of his eyes. Like you have to kill him with your bare hands. He must die. Mm -hmm. We get up into the facility. Henry goes all the way up to the top and Aiken's in there. The, the albino's in there. Would this be referred to as the final level? The final level. <laughs> like of the uh, game. It's a boss battle. Absolutely it is. And what do we discover? We discover, basically, Aiken reveals the plan, the evil plan that this thing has been. And surprise, 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 he got screwed by the chick. <laughs> Estelle is not his <clears throat> wife. Estelle is the girlfriend or wife, whatever, the she's evil a, slut she's of the She's an albino banger. She's an albino banger. Albanger. Albanger. And <laughs> the, <laughs> so what they did is, and you have to piece these things together. They don't give it to you. Jimmy. The, the guy that was crippled, he made dead bodies come back to life for Aiken, but they didn't have proper motivation. They didn't work right. Aiken gets mad and breaks Jimmy's back and then leaves. Aiken, with his girlfriend, Estelle, developed a concept that when they resurrected these bodies, they could implant a memory of the wife bringing the husband back and being in love with her but then she's kidnapped and he has to go find where she is. Then those killers, those dead bodies that are resurrected, that have all the cybernetics inside but have human bodies, those killers will go to wherever you tell them the wife is and kill anyone along the way. Motivation. That's what they were trying to do. And then he unleashes his first batch, which are all these guys that were dead who then fight Henry. And they fight on the roof of this building. All of those guys were dead people 
that all believe that they're trying to fight Henry so they can get to Estelle. So that's why the, <clears throat> when the guy got shot, he turned into half robot. Yes, yes, exactly. They don't even they don't even explain any of that either. He t- what, when the guy oh when they are able to, when they pull people apart, they've got robotic parts inside. Yeah, yeah, because all these resurrected bodies are being controlled by heart pumps and batteries, and and they're that's why they can jump and they can do these different things because they're they're cybernetic. Man, I, I I guess I just didn't get a lot out of that movie as far as cerebral shit. I was just watching all the stuff pop and by the bleed. by the second Jimmy dying, I was like if. If we leave this movie without understanding what happened, like I, th- I was so sure they were going to do like an, a, an occurrence at Owl Creek, like Jacob's Ladder thing, I where it was that. all going to be a dreams of a dead guy. And that's why none of it made sense. Dreams of a dead guy. Yeah. What like, like that stuff that supposedly happens, um, be- in the moments before a person dies and it can extend out to seem like a whole lifetime or a number of years, but it's all just actually like the mind flashing all these like fantasies before you die. So I think it's occurrence at Owl Creek. It's a famous thing. It's like a civil a movie about during the Civil War. This guy's going to be hung off a bridge. And when they hang him, the rope breaks and he falls in the water and he swims away and he survives all this stuff. They're shooting at him. And in the very end, he's running up to his wife. And as, right as he's hugging his wife, the rope catches and his neck breaks. And you realize that he, he imagined all of that as he was falling to the end of the rope. Oh, like Carlito's Way. Yeah, but Carlito's Way, he's not dead in the beginning. Yeah, he gets shot, doesn't he? Um, well, but you still hear the story of how he actually got up to getting shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought that's... But it doesn't happen in a few seconds. It happens in the length of the story. Well, at the beginning, he gets shot, and then all this crap happens. At the end, they show him. Right, but what happens is he gets shot, and then it flashes back and tells the whole story up to the point where he gets shot. Yeah, I think that's what it did. But that's different than what I'm talking about. Oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> it, it wasn't sin of a woman. So, Hoo-ah. so what they tell Henry is that everything you've done today from the time you woke up was creating the storyline that we're going to put in these bodies. You were the first one. You recorded the story. And then they show a whole bunch of different versions of her putting the rings on the guy's fingers, but saying different names. Mm-hmm. And so he realizes that he is essentially, that's why he was broadcasting. That's why when he got to Jimmy's lab, they just plugged into him and they discovered he was broadcasting because everything he was doing, all the experience they needed, they wanted that information to go back to the lab. They wanted to see how he would react to different situations. They, and that's why they didn't kill him the first time he located Estelle. That's why he just hits him with a baseball bat and throws him out in the woods and then threw a bunch of weird shit at him because it was all testing. Through a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, tank, helicopter, shelling him from a distance. Like all that weird shit mm-hmm. was basically just let's see what he can do and what and how will he react. So all of this was that. So then we have this giant final battle, but he does. So I won't even explain all the shit that he does, but he wins. He kills all the other resurrected dead bodies and actually fights the 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 albino guy. And that's that's the scene where you talk about him ripping the albino's hand. He's trying to rip the albino's hand so that albino can't do the thing with his hand where he throws him around and raises him up in the air. So he's fighting a telekinetic guy. The one thing the movie never explains is how that guy has telekinesis. Well, I mean, maybe he's the original super soldier. Right. I read something today on the internet that said we have to assume it's implants. But I don't think you have to assume that. They just literally never say. Well, what happened when... He got like the top part of his skull removed from his body. What I can't remember even remember how it happened. So they're fighting because I thought I, I no, remember seeing no, no, lights no. or something. Oh no no! 
here's how it happened. Here's the final battle scene. It's it's a little bit confusing. And it actually cuts back to a thing that happens early in the movie. Henry pulls his own eyeball out of his socket, which has wire connecting it because it's it's all cybernetic inside, wraps the wire around the albino's head and pulls it so tight that it cuts through his head and cuts the top of his head off. Then he puts the eye back in his own socket because while he's doing that, you see the view from both eyes in different directions. Right. So he uses like he uses his eye cord like a saw cord and cuts the guy's head apart. It's insane. Is that what happened? Then he grabs the head and jumps up into the helicopter that has the woman in it, Estelle. And she says, where is he? And he holds up the severed head and she screams. And then he basically just kills her. And that's the end of the movie. But what, like, how did she end up hanging from the helicopter? Well, they, so she, I think she shoots a gun and it ricochets and hits her. Oh yeah. And then she falls. And then she, she stumbles over to the edge. Cause they don't, what they did not show is really very much violence against women directly. They showed dead women in the movie, but they didn't show a lot of women being impacted in any way. I didn't see any dead women in the movie. Uh, some of the, some of the prostitutes were dead. Oh, those are prostitutes. <laughs> Wow. Sorry, I didn't realize you were setting up a joke there. So uh, she ends up hanging out the window and saying, you were supposed to love me. And he shuts the door. And when he shuts the door, you hear her scream because she was holding onto the edge of the door frame. And then you just hear her scream falling oh, yeah, away. Because she gets her hand slammed. And that's the end of the movie. That's it. So this movie has not been received very well. As much as you and I enjoyed it, this movie has not been received oh, very really? well. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Like. I, when we saw Deadpool, I was like, wow, this stuff got through. That It wasn't even, it didn't even hold a candle to this shit. Right. Deadpool, now, not wildly outside of the ballpark. I mean, they're still kind of in the same place. Deadpool is like Hardcore Henry with Hardcore Henry could talk almost. Yeah, but I mean, just the sheer amount of like, not just the, the amount of people getting shot, but just like how fucking ruthless. It's like he... Every movement this guy made, he killed someone in a different direction. There's some wonderful scenes with grenades in this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really, really good. And and you've also got the old, you've got the chap. You've got the World War One guy who's like, if you can hear him, but you can't see him, drop a grenade. And he's totally talking like he's he's from. He's got the Atlantic, the mid-Atlantic accent. Yeah, not so much that he's from that era. More like he's from a movie from that era. He's yeah. talking with that, like... Make a good show of it, Chuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like he's from Oklahoma or something. That is one of my... That character is one of my favorite characters in films. It was kind of like I've Monty Python-ish. Very much. It, yes. Yeah, he had the, the mustache. He had the yeah. brush mustache. He had all of it. Oh, it was great. He was wonderful. So this movie got... On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 51% critic rating and a 65% audience rating. I'm actually surprised the audience rating isn't higher. I think that's because you've just got, like, people just don't get the first-person perspective. Like, people weren't willing to say, I'm the character. You add that with the fact that you've given them a confusing first-person perspective, and then you don't make the story easy to figure out. You don't spoon-feed it to them. You don't at any point have a person say, here's what's going on, Henry. I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I, was pretty, I thought it was pretty good. And you liked it anyway. But you... But I admit, I don't know what the fuck was going on. But you have that time. kind of mind. You you enjoyed the visuals. Yeah. You didn't really give a shit about the story. Well, because most movies, I don't... Like, the stories aren't very logical. <laughs> but this story was actually... I mean, it was all there, other than the explanation of where the power of the bad guy came from. That's it. The The kinetic power, telekinetic power, is the only thing not explained. And you know what? 
I could be wrong. That could be hidden in there somewhere. I thought it'd be funnier, too, if they had a scene with a mechanical dick. Not everything can be Tetsuo 2. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Tetsuo 2 has the mechanical dick, doesn't it? I- I've never seen any of those. Oh. Tetsuo the Iron Man? Yeah. Come on, man. Dude, just because I'm Japanese doesn't mean I see every Japanese movie. But it's cr- like crazy visuals and shit, though, too. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe that has to be on the list. Um, All right. It's on the list. <laughs> so... I was taking a look at uh, at the at the way this this thing is being scored on Rotten Tomatoes because it's if it doesn't I mean they were talking about a sequel because I think they thought people were going to be much more excited about this film. So 51% critic, 65% audience. To give an example is a Batman versus Superman that just came out. That's 29% critic rating, but 70% audience rating. So the critics are often way off on these films. They sometimes fall over themselves to talk shit on a movie and they're not in tune with what the audience is. Why don't people like the Batman movie? Well, seventy percent of the audience did like the Batman movie, well, but the, but the critics hated it. Oh, why is that? I don't know. I haven't read all the critic not reviews, a, but it's really twenty nine percent bad. Not enough Wonder Woman <laughs> ass. I've heard that the the problem is with the DC stuff is they're making it too dark. There's not enough comic in the comics. There there there's no musicals busting out of nowhere. Hey, we watched a movie that was the most violent irresponsible thing we've ever seen it had a great musical in the middle dude it, that movie was like so amazingly full of bad ideas i, I couldn't even imagine which one you're talking about hardcore henry was full of bad ideas yeah just like running around on fucking girders and shit and and going to abandoned by bad and ideas jumping. you mean dangerous ideas things that you shouldn't do well yeah because when people see this shit what do you think you're gonna do oh they're gonna fucking do these parkour girder walks it and shit. doesn't have to be monkey see monkey do but it is because the internet's full of monkeys okay so well matt that's our that's what i basically what i wanted to touch on at the end of the film is i think that you and i both really like this movie and would recommend this movie yeah they still should have had a chase in the sex shop i don't disagree with you a dildo nunchuck ninja they may have used their ability to use sex in the poorhouse oh. so they had dildos in there they, they had, had their, naked girls well they had their daily recommended allowance of whores yes I that see. could very well be the case we had we did we got our fill of vitamin h so i would say go see this movie if you like cool shit like i would go see this movie again in the theater for the theatrical experience of this movie it's worth it. Yeah, but don't see it with a girl that says, oh, I'm cool with those kind of movies. Yeah. Because no. she will not be. On the flip side of that, if you're just starting to see a girl and she says that she would like this movie, it could be a great test to see if she's telling the truth. Like, if she goes to this movie and she digs it and likes the same things that you like about it, that's a cool chick. Well, yeah, but I mean, and it's also if you don't like the girl and you just want to kind of give her the brush off without being overt about it you can take her to this movie and, and she'll think you're a freak and and but this so is you just get up and leave halfway through well and just leave her there you know what the, there's a word for that where i'm from and it's called a home run um <laughs> i don't think i don't think that's what home run means in america it is if, it is if you're trying to get rid of the person all right so we've been over it all we're done hardcore henry we did it matt we did it did what we did the episode about hardcore henry Oh, cool. Maybe they could send us a screener when it comes out on DVD. Yeah, I don't think we're getting... Somehow I don't think we're getting anything from anybody. Oh, fuck you guys. Maybe the weed place will give you 10% off. They already gave me a coupon for my next visit. Oh, and we told them that we do a podcast? Yeah, it's 10% off. So I already got got that covered. 
That was sight unseen. Maybe when they hear what we do, they'll like it so much they'll give you something else. I just don't want to see that new Dazed and Confused movie because I, it looks like it, it would set me up to be depressed. We actually did see the trailer yeah. for Everybody Wants Some, which is from Linkletter, which unfortunately the trailer has a has a sense of trying too hard. It has a sense of like not even getting the error right. It looked a little too 70s, but maybe they're in those small towns. That's it's how it supposed was. to be so... I think the idea is it's that changeover into the 80s, which I like it when movies actually get it right. So when people do 80s movies, oftentimes they go right for the bullshit, right? They go right for like actually in the 80s. But the truth is the first couple of years of the 80s is still just late 70s. I mean, everyone still has the clothes. I I was just thrown off by the lack of crimped hair. I'll tell you what the big, I think the big fail in that movie, and I hadn't realized this was in there before, and I could be wrong, but there's a scene where they talk about they went to three different kinds of concerts. They went dancing at like a disco, they went to a cowboy bar, and they went to a punk show. And they showed them at a punk show. And well, that's going to be the problem. The punk show is going to be bullshit. Well, the punk, and people, the same people that go to cowboy bars and discos would go to those that that's intertwined i mean you could go to both of those on the same night you really don't incorporate a punk show with that and i think link letter understands this but what people like to do in movies which is which is terrible is they try to show punk rock from the mid 80s or earlier and they show like a hundred people in full leather which is insane and, and liberty insane. spikes and liberty spikes full leather and liberty spikes and it's like no no like flannel shirts, what their dad had left from the, what their grandpa had left from the war in the closet or what they were able to get at the surplus place and draw, you know, draw skulls on. That was basically it. And if the kid was richer, maybe something from Hot Topic. Well, they didn't have a Hot Topic back then, but they're like, I was into punk rock in the, in the later eighties. And when someone could like save up for a leather jacket, it was kind of a big deal. They'd be like, oh, he got his leather. And then they'd actually like start like, which artist do I know is going to paint the thing on the back? Like I knew a kid who got a leather and then he was really excited. He was like going to get the, he was going to get the Joker painted on the back. And it was like a big deal. The Joker, still cool. Not shitty yet. Pre Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, I thought you meant Jack Nicholson was getting painted on. No, no, no. Like there's a picture of the Joker. Like stuff like that. Like, you know, a leather was a big deal. It wasn't like everyone had one. I never got a le- I used to wear jean jackets because I thought leather, jean jackets. Ja- leather jackets were too expensive. Right. Leather jacket. Yeah. Jean jacket. A punk jacket. Or a, you know, a green surplus army jacket. Perfect. Yeah. Now everyone's going to look like they're in GBH in this <laughs> we'll, movie. We'll see. It didn't look promising. They didn't show a lot from that, but they said punk show out loud. And it just made me go, oh, this is going to be awful. Yeah. Like if that's how you know when someone... uh probably doesn't really know a lot about that kind of music is when they say oh i'm into punk rock <laughs> or i'm a punk rocker i will say this that's the easiest way you know that. richard linkletter makes good movies oh i'm sure he does so this could be good yeah i don't know this should have had some parachute pants or some op shirts i think in this movie those are still two years away yeah, but I mean, I lived in a real small town during that era, and we were, we were hip enough to be on the fucking parachute pants thing. <laughs> right. I never but... had a pair of parachute pants because, like, I used to like... I had a pair of parachute really? pants. Really? See, I used to light too many fires, and I just figured they'd go up in smoke. Cause they're, it's like wearing solid gasoline. I, I slid on my knees on some carpet and ran right through my parachute pants. Actually, it was my Nike pants, those, like 
crazy like blue Nike mm-hmm. pants that they had. But I had a pair of parachute pants that you would zip down the sides and it was they were black, but there was gray on the inside. Oh man, put file this one under shit I didn't have to know about you. <laughs> they were awesome. I used to have OP shirts. And then when I when I got into listening to uh, Dead Kennedy and stuff, I used to just draw like skulls around these OP shirts. Yeah, like thinking they were all. Yeah, but that was they it they worked. I mean, if I knew a guy that wore OP shirts and he was like hanging out with skaters and stuff, he was <laughs> OP fine. shirts with suicidal tendencies written over the top. St. Of it. Exactly. OP St. You couldn't you put like an anarchy like an A and the O? I would just make those in the skulls. Yeah, that works. Or you could make it into a dick. And, All right, and so lying out of the P, the descender would be the penis. And that's the, the O, and the and then the circle part of the P would be the balls. Oh, penis. Yeah, that, they knew what they were trying to market, pedophiles. You definitely have a view of the world. I thought everyone did. <laughs> not like yours. I'm not like other guys. That's my Michael Jackson. <laughs> did I ever tell that that joke that a certain person told me that I'm not going to say their name because I want to keep it like all legal. Uh, what did the lady say to Michael Jackson at the beach? What? Excuse me, sir, could you get out of my son? Slow clap that no one else is joining. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, not my joke. That's that's a will. <laughs> Someone willed it to you? That's what I meant. All right, well, we're going to go. We're going to leave. You and I actually are going to go do a couple of uh, videos. It's close to midnight. We are? Yeah. Well, remember I went and bought a giant tub of cheese balls at the store? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. That's for a video. So uh, I'm going to say thanks for listening, everybody. We're out. It's close to midnight. All right. Now do the the legal version. (laughs) What? Now do the legal version that we can go out with. Getting in, getting in, Macaulay Culkin. Getting in, getting in, Macaulay Culkin. This podcast is a product of the Nobody's Knows Podcast Network. Executive producers, David R. Larson and K. Drake Streetman. Music for this episode provided by The Hit from the record Shermer, Illinois.